Welcome to Content Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Khadija, and I'm a content marketing manager. This podcast is for marketers, either current marketers or marketers of the future, who are early or mid-stage and focused mostly on performing content marketing duties or thinking about exploring other areas of marketing. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and I look forward to our conversations. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Content Corner. Back with episode 12. Um, you'll see this is going up a day late simply because I mixed up my days this week somehow. Um, so yeah, we are going with a Thursday release today, but that was my bad. Um, but today I wanted to kind of dive in on something I touched on in the Q&A episode and that was um, around kind of how to manage expectations, how to manage requests with folks um, around content or other things you might be managing in marketing. So I want to kind of deep dive-ish on the three things that I suggested, which were to have an SLA or a service level agreement, which is a term that usually support teams use when they have external requests um, from customers or anything like that. Um, they can also be internal requests too with other people on different teams, but that's where I'm mostly seeing, um, SLAs used in that context. Um, the second was being okay with saying no, um, you know, and I'm just going to kind of talk about some ways instead of just straight up saying no without, you know, thinking about it later and thinking you have to provide your life story as to why you're saying no, some diplomatic professional ways that you can, table things until another time or entirely and not to be revisited depending on what the request is. Um, And the third thing is to find some systems that work for you. So I'm going to talk about a few things I've used previously um, and what I'm currently using as well. So let's go back to the beginning. Having an SLA. So what this is, is it's basically an estimate usually, but you're trying to stick to it as much as possible. But it's basically kind of setting the the expectations ahead of time with an upfront contract and like basically to say, you know, this is how long it's going to take. This is why it takes this long, you know, kind of mildly outline the pieces that go into the final product. So that way you don't have people chasing you, um, you know, ahead of time if you've set that expectation early. So let's say, for example, for your blog posts, you have that your SLA for that is, you know, two weeks. Let's just say some it's it's rarely that long, but let's just for the sake of the example, let's say your SLA for blog posts is two weeks. So when you're breaking that down to people or when you break it down in maybe you have an automated email that goes out, maybe there's um, you have like a product management system where people can also submit requests, whatever that looks like. Basically, you would say, you know, I need out of this two weeks and mind you, it's actually only going to be 10 days from submission or whenever because it's, you know, Um, business days, you're not counting your weekends. So it might be, okay, I need one day to, um, you know, vet the keywords. I need three days to do additional research. I need four days to write. And um, so that brings us to like, what, eight or nine days there. And then you might need one day for editing and then um, publication, right? So 
in that case, you know, it's not unreasonable actually now that I'm looking back at it, you know, for 10 business days for it to be for a blog post, but at least people have the expectation. They kind of have an idea of what the process is and they can just let you get to work. So that might be something you want to do. If you don't have a system that um, specific in place, you might want to consider starting. The second one is being okay with saying no. So, you know, it's very hard to tell people no, especially if you're newer at a job, you're trying to figure out the politics, you're trying to figure out how people deal with one another, trying to find out the relationships, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? You're trying to figure out where you fit in. But as time goes on, and actually I think earlier the better, if you set the expectation that not everything you're going to jump to do and Um, you know, you're not going to say yes to every request that's made. I think people will understand better, you know, what to expect from you. And it's saying no doesn't mean you don't want to do the work. There could be several reasons, which I'm kind of, I'm going to elaborate on that you might say no to something. And I also said that you could say no for now. You can say, oh, this doesn't really align with, you know, the theme that we have for this month or this quarter in terms of our content. So, you know, we'll have to table that or revisit that next quarter. Um, you might say, oh, you know, the content calendar is already mapped out and, you know, fits with our cadence so we could release. So, you know, we'll have to put that once we're out of topic. So we'll revisit it in a couple of months, like whatever that looks like, right? Just always bring it back to your strategy, your plan, because that's the best way to go about it. I feel like a lot of the time content is not taken seriously and people think it's just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. But a lot of the time, actually, I would say 95% of it is very strategy forward and very strategy focused and things are not done randomly, even though for the end user, it might seem that way. So if you have a theme in mind that you're doing, like everything centers around one topic or whatever it is for the month, stick with that, stick to your guns, use that to lean back on. If you have a larger strategy that you're working on as like a solo marketer or, you know, other people in the executive team perhaps have had a hand in comfortable to share with you, but you don't have to disrupt your whole plan simply to appease other folks in the organization. And it gets easier with time. I still find it awkward sometimes, I think as well, because I'm new into my job, I've only been there for a month. So it's just one of those things that comes with time, but just, you know, use the strategy in the calendar that you've created as an anchor. Of course, be flexible if it makes sense, but if it really doesn't make sense for what you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, what the goals are, all that kind of stuff, table it till later or table it until never, depending on what it is. And then the last thing I would say is, like I said, find systems that work for you, right? So not every system is going to work not every budget is going to work for the systems you might want to employ. So, you know, you might not have budget to get project management uh, software. You might not have budget for SEO research software. You might just have to get creative, which is fine. It's not impossible. It's not a bad thing. Um, But some things I've done previously to manage ad hoc requests is to um, people have to contact me via email. So, you know, if they have ideas and a lot of people just won't take the work or take the time to work through their ideas and actually flesh things out. Like you have certain questions as well that you ask people to answer within that email and they have to fill it all out. And if you make it too hard for people, sometimes they just don't bother. So that's fine. But one way you can manage it is email requests. If you don't have another project management system to kind of filter everything into. Um, Likewise, you could just keep a master Excel sheet within like wherever your calendar is. If you happen to have it in there, just make another sheet that says, um, content requests, who made it, any details you have, 
and then you can kind of organize if it should go on the larger calendar from there. One thing I've done a lot when I've been in organizations with Slack, I think I've done it in two or three organizations now, which I, yeah, three, I would say, that I didn't know um, was a thing before in Slack, but, um, and maybe it is a newer feature, but basically there's something called workflows that you can build. So there's different like flow charts and forms and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I've been, I've been building my own Slack workflow workflows where people can put in requests. So basically they have to put in, you know, a working title. It obviously shows that it comes from them. You have to, you can put in some questions there that people can answer. So you can put, if it's like a yes, no question, or you can set it to be a, a short answer question or whatever that looks like. And then I also had a, um, a setting in there as well to, um, have people rank it by priority. So how important is it to you that we do this? Or how important is this topic to our customers? If it's like a salesperson, for example, making the request, right? So people have to rank it like that. And if they're gauging it to be um, high, but obviously you make the final decision in the end, like it's just because they want it done. But some people actually did put thought into it and, you know, rank it low or medium, like kind of do it later or, you know, just an idea I want to share with you and want to get it out there is what I would say low is. So, you know, be, be um, experimental if you are using Slack within your organization and create yourself um, some nice workflows in there. Um, basically, once you do that, you can attach it to a general channel if it makes sense, or I've just let it live in like a marketing channel. And then basically, once you have it live there, um, in the bottom of the Slack window, basically where you go to type your message, there's a lightning bolt. And so you can direct people to click the lightning bolt in whatever channel you have it live in, and then the form will pop up within there. And then you could have it send, um, set to either submit whatever your form looks like when, it, when they've completed it. You can either submit to that channel or you can have it ping you as well. And that's what I always did. I always had it ping me and then I could follow up with that person if I had additional questions, you know, if I could say, oh yeah, we can actually fit this in now or vice versa if I'm saying no to it or not right now to it. It just made sure I didn't miss anything. So you can set it to send to an individual user, which would be yourself, I would think, or you can have it to just ping in that channel and then it will show the form filled out. So those are some things that I've done too. Um, one thing I'm thinking of trying um, in this new role is having, we have Asana right now. I might use Trello as well, but just a place I'm gonna make some sort of place basically that everyone in the organization has access to and it'll be a place where they can submit requests i'm going to see what kind of forms i can build i'm going to play around in that but you know i haven't really tried to manage requests through a more formal um project management software so maybe i can do a part two to this episode and kind of compare what i like best between emails slack and traditional i guess more traditional project management software um but that's kind of what i would say so just to recap three things you can do you know, quick win-ish things you can do to manage your contact requests is have a service level agreement, be okay with saying no professionally, of course, um, and then finding systems or putting systems in place that will work for you to ensure that you don't miss anything. I'd love to know in the comments, um, you know, if there's any systems that I haven't mentioned that you folks have done before, or likewise, if there's one that you want to try or you have tried and you've also found has worked well for you definitely would love to start that discussion. And like I said, maybe I'll do a part two with my um, project management software experiment and kind of share with you folks how that went for me and give my ultimate recommendation from there. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll be coming back with some more tips. Um, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. <laughs>